The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. We live in a time when, Baruch Hashem, we have many expenses. Many people wonder, how will we make it through the month? That sometimes can be crushing. We have all these responsibilities. May I share an incredible story with you? Three gentlemen were trying to hitchhike on the kever of, uh, uh, to the kever of Rachel on the, on the yard side of Rachel Limenu. And there they were, the Yiddish-speaking boys. They were in Kolel. And they, they, got, they went tramping, which is a hitch a ride. And they got into a car, which stopped to give them a ride. And they said, where are you going? Kever Rachel. Everyone was going in that direction. And they started speaking Yiddish in the back seat, but they felt uncomfortable because the person who was driving them and the person in the passenger seat in front of them was speaking in Hebrew. So they switched into Hebrew. And there they are talking with each other. Look at our debts. How will we ever afford to buy apartments? How will we ever advance our life? The person, Avraham, who was sitting in front of them in the passenger seat, he said, you're worrying about how to get an apartment? Let me share a story with you, my story, of how I got an apartment. And he told the most fascinating story about his life. He said he grew up non-religious. His father worked for the Television Broadcasting Authority, for the Israeli Broadcasting Authority. And he made a nice living, but it wasn't enough. So at night... His father would moonlight as the head waiter in a wedding hall called Rechanit Wedding Hall in Yerushalayim. Now there's an incredible custom in, in Israel. When there's, a, when there's a celebration in the wedding hall, the, the head waiter, he has, he, what he does is he puts sparklers on the candles of the wedding cake and he lights it up and he makes a, you know, a very nice gesture. Everyone sees sparkles on the wedding cake. Sometimes the candles don't light, so he keeps in his pocket a small little bottle of lighter fuel, which he squirts onto the candles, and then he lights them, and they light much easier. That night, my father tried to light the sparklers for this wedding candle, and it wasn't lighting, so then what he did was he squeezed out oil, but he put too much oil, you know, lighter fluid onto the cake, and suddenly the cake went on fire. What happened next was too much to tell. A 10-year-old girl was running with her friends around and she ran right into the cake and she became a ball of fire. People were aghast. They were shocked. They didn't know what to do. Thankfully, the, pho- the photographer knew what to do. He grabbed one of the tablecloths off the table. China went flying everywhere. He rolled the girl around so the fire was, you know, was extinguished, but the damage was done. Unfortunately, the girl was burnt from head to toe. They took her to the hospital, and then what happened after was too much for my father. He felt terrible. He went to the hospital. This was my father, who was an officer in Sahal, who was a man you could not crack, and he felt so bad. He took it upon himself. He saw himself as the villain, as the criminal who caused this girl to have so many burns on her body. And, and she told him it's okay, and her parents told him it's okay, it's not your fault. Then there was a lawsuit in which the whole tried to name my father as the guilty party, but the girl's parents asked the judge to take him off the lawsuit. And that girl was, was, was scarred. When she went to school, everyone made fun of her. Eventually, her parents took her to a special burn unit in a hospital in Paris, where she was, you know, she was worked on. And then he says, years went by, I wasn't religious, but my father, as a result of the experience, became from and became a Baal Tshuva. But I wasn't interested in any of that. I went into the army. Years later, I got a, a job in a store called Metukim Ze Anachnu. It was, a, it was a chain store that had, that was a stores that sold sweets all over Israel. And I got this job, and the man who owned the stores, by the name is Cheskel Sharon, and he used to talk to me about becoming religious, and I told him I wasn't interested. So he said to me, if you're a Chiloni, at least be a good Chiloni. You see that girl who's taking care of the cash register? She's a very sweet girl. She needs a Shiduch. I want to introduce you to her. Maybe you'd be interested in dating her. She was dressed like she came out of Bnei Brak. Why would I be interested in going out with someone who was Dati like that when I was Chiloni? Anyway, Cheskel made the introduction. We spoke a little bit, and we got along. I asked her, I don't understand. Are you secular? She said, yes. 
Oh, my parents are secular too, she said. So why are you dressed like that? But she didn't answer me. And we went out several times. After a month, I liked her. I wanted to propose to her. So I said to her, I want to marry you. And she said to me, are you sure? She said, why? I asked her why. Because you don't understand. I told you that I wasn't that religious. I dressed the way I dressed because my body's full of burns. All scars all over my body. So I started wondering, how did you get these burns? She said, it was when I was young. I ran into a cake at a wedding hall. I turned white as a ghost. I said, was it a Rechanit wedding hall? She said, yes. She, I, I said to her, I don't know if you want to hear this. You may never want to speak to me again. But my father was the waiter that lit the cake that you ran into. And you, as a result, you got burnt. She said, oh my gosh. And I said to her, do you want to marry me? And she said, more than ever, this proves to me that there's a God in this world. And there's a reason why we had to meet. So we were like, wow, amazing. We decided to go back to her parents and tell them the story. And then we went back to my father. My father looked at her and says, you're Moran? You're the girl that ran into the cake that I lit? She said, yes. And we started to cry hysterically. And we got married. And as a result of this experience, we decided to become religious again. We moved in to my mother-in-law's apartment in Ushalayim. After a year and a half, I said to Moran, I said, you know what? I feel terrible that we're taking advantage of your mother. Why don't we start looking to rent an apartment for ourselves? And she said, no, we don't have to do that. I own an apartment. I said to her, what do you mean? You never told me that you own an apartment? She said, you know that my parents sued the hall when, we had, when I got burned. My parents got two million shekels. They took a half a million shekels and bought me a four-bedroom apartment in Modi'in. It turned out that Moran owned an apartment that was rented by a doctor that gave them rent like clockwork at on time every month for 10 years. The month that we decided to move, he decided to buy his own apartment. And we ended up moving into the Shimshoni neighborhood of Modi'in, a gorgeous area in a beautiful apartment that looked like a palace. So I turned around to the passengers in the car and I said, you're worried about an apartment? I never dreamed that I would own an apartment, but Hashem had already designated and set aside an apartment for me years before. It's all a matter of imunah. It's all a matter through imunah. Not only did I get an apartment, but I got my shidduch and it brought me back to Akadosh Baruch Hu. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.